Good morning, listeners, and welcome to day 431 of Mercury, a broadcast of hope, and day three of Mortimer J. Cricket's Serenade to the World. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark. What's the matter, Max? You seem on edge. Maybe it's because I'm not sleeping very well? I'm not even trying for the Uberman sleep cycle this time, but at this rate, I sort of think I should. Don't you dare. Listeners, for those of you who don't know what Max is talking about, it's an experiment he did last January where he tried to put himself on a sleep schedule that would let him stay awake longer by taking a 15-minute nap every four hours. In a nutshell, it didn't work. No, don't worry. I don't intend to repeat that experience. That said, Mortimer's got to go. One way or the other. I don't get you. I thought you liked sounds. I do, but sounds create different reactions in people depending on context. A chorus of crickets outside on a cool autumn evening? Relaxing. One lonely cricket singing the song of his people in the hopes of finding another cricket because he'd like some companionship? Annoying. Maddening. I guess this explains why Agnes packed up all the bug spray. Yes, she even found my secret stash that I was saving for emergencies, since she usually won't let us kill the bugs anyway. I don't get it. They're just bugs. Well, to Agnes, every life is precious. Anyway, this has nothing to do with helping the listeners survive today. What are we going to talk about? I honestly have no idea. My mind is consumed with Mortimer and his incessant chirping. Fine, I'll take over. Listeners, today we're going to discuss how to cope maturely with hardship. Oh, sure. Mock me on the air. I think I have a headache. Seriously, Max, what have you done to actually solve the problem? I've looked for the cricket to catch him and put him outside, but I think he's in the walls somewhere. I've tried to get Agnes to help me, but I think she thinks he's a pet. I considered leaving the door open, but I was afraid more bugs would come in and the cricket wouldn't go out. That's it? What are you suggesting I should be doing instead? Go outside to get away from it? Source some earplugs for yourself at night? Go live in the house where you stash your junk for a day or two until the cricket either moves out or stops chirping? This is what I'm talking about. You'd rather sit here and whine at me than actually take proactive action that will make a positive change in your life. I mean... I guess I could do a couple of those things. I don't really want to go live in the house with my stash of stuff because it's not as secure as the station. But I could go out this afternoon to look for some earplugs. I just hate sleeping with those things. More than you hate listening to the cricket chirp. I see your point. See, that wasn't so hard. Now, what are we going to talk about that the listeners are actually going to care about? We could talk about unconventional food sources. Okay, good. Good topic. Once we have the scuba situation sorted out, I'm hoping to look into what harvesting techniques we could start using to get more algae and seaweed into our diets and possibly into the diets of a lot of other people in the area, depending on the yield. Well, that's nice. I was thinking of expanding on the work you and Agnes are doing with the mealworms. Expanding on it how, Max? Crickets. I don't know why I even bother with you. I just gave you some perfectly good solutions to this problem. I don't know about perfectly good. Have you ever tried to sleep with earplugs in? I have, although I will confess I don't have your other condition, the hyper-egoism. Hypervigilance. Any change, any variation in the routine makes it that much harder to go to sleep until I get used to it. So it's possible for you to get used to it? Eventually, yes. There you go. Either put in earplugs and get used to them or get used to the cricket. Problem solved. Again. (sighs) Look, Max... We're going to wrap this up in just a minute because there's no way the listeners are getting anything useful out of it and we need to save the gas. But before we do, I just want to remind you that life is a series of compromises. Everybody wants to have their cake and eat it too, but 
Sometimes you have to examine what you want and what you might need to give up to get what you need. Trying to have it all is just frustrating and exhausting. I mean, look at you now. You're frustrated and you're exhausted. I guess you're right. It just feels weird to be bested by a bug. Happens to the best of us, Max. You know why they're called computer bugs, right? No, why? Well, the term is actually a lot older than this, but I think the thing that cemented the word bug in the world of computer eras was a story from the 1940s when Admiral Grace Hopper was working on a Mark II computer that wasn't functioning correctly. Her colleagues found a moth stuck in a relay that was causing the problem. Admiral Hopper remarks that they were debugging the system. Well, that's a funny story. Thanks. She didn't coin the term originally, but I feel like the word wouldn't have had the same impact on the world of computers without her. And now, Max, it's time for us to wrap this up so you can go find some earplugs. Hopefully Mortimer will move out soon. You won't have to wear them for long. Thanks for that perspective, Dr. Clark. Okay, listeners, we'll try to be more on topic tomorrow. Until then, this has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark for Mercury, a broadcast of hope. Take care of each other.